Hey guys, welcome back to the Kick Out at Three podcast. You know, it's your boy Mike here on the mic. Today's date is October 9th, 2020. Coming to y'all just to talk about a couple things. I'm going to touch on the NBA Finals. You know, we had game five tonight. I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to talk about my, my Ravens just a tad, and then the Cowboys, I guess, will mention them. Honorable mention, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, also, I'm going to have my top 10. My top 10 Marvel movies, okay? So that's not just the MCU. That's including, you know, when it was with Fox, and when they was with 20th Century, when they was with Sony. Like, I'm all of them, so I'm not skipping. And then uh, we got some R&B that dropped by Trey Songs. So he just dropped a new album. I mean, check it out. It's, it's, I liked it. It was pretty good. It, it had some hit or miss. I mean, I wrote down the ones that I took from the album like we usually do. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. I got a lot for y'all. This is going to be a marvelous episode. All right, all right. Thank you guys for staying tuned with us back at the Kick Out of Three podcast. So, um, yeah, tonight we had the game five of the NBA series. So that was with the Lakers in Miami. Jimmy Buckets coming out, trying to prove a point as he always does. He keeps fighting, he keeps fighting. He just he just won't lay down. So um yeah, it was a tremendous game. The lead went back and forth throughout the whole thing, especially towards uh Towards the third, that's when it really was a, just a battle, just back and forth. Um, personally, my only concern, not concern, but what I wish they would have done was instead of trying to force the three, drive in the paint, get you get you in one, you know what I'm saying? Make those jump shots and, you know, take the shots that you know you're going to make. If you are not all that from the free – from the – I'm sorry, the three-point line – don't don't step beyond that art. You know your range. Just scoot up. Just scoot up. Don't don't even do it. I'm talking to you, Danny Green. You should have took them two points, man. I wish you would have just all right. Anyway, uh, so that means they're gonna move to game six, which is going to be on Sunday at 7:30. So I guess we'll see if they can close it out. I'm kind of concerned because AD Anthony Davis was limping a little bit. I know he had a heel injury. Like towards the big, like the second quarter, I think. So um, I don't know. Hopefully he can take time. He can rehab that. LeBron still look he look like fire. Forty dropping, I think forty points this game. So he he's still hungry. He wants this championship. And so I mean, hopefully he can rally his team and they can close it out in Game Six. I mean, I had a bit that would have worked for Game Five, but it it doesn't work for Six. So I was gonna do the Dave Chappelle one, two, three, four, five, but it don't work for game six. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. See, it don't work. It just, all right, moving on. Um, my beautiful, wonderful Baltimore Ravens will be taking on uh, the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday. Uh, we were a little bit concerned. We're going against the new upcomer from LSU, Joe Burrow. Shout out Joe Burrow. I mean, that boy kind of nice. Um, and Lamar had missed like three days of practice. So I'm like over here stressed. I'm like, man, I hope he ain't hurt. Man, what we gonna do? RG3, he all right, but it's RG3. So, but uh, I just got a notification earlier today that he was back at practice. So 
hopefully he's going to be in and good to go Sunday. And then uh, flipping over to these uh, honorable mentions, uh, Cowboys are going to be taking on the Giants. They should win this game, but y'all, I know how y'all Cowboy fans, all Cowboy fans say the same thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, y'all should beat the Giants. Oh, y'all should beat the Browns. We should, but you know we probably not. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. It's like y'all know y'all have teams that y'all are supposed to just straight smash and just, you know, throw them to the side. They nothing. But y'all just don't, and y'all end up losing. So I I don't get it. It's just funny that all y'all think the same. So hopefully y'all can move up to two and three instead of one and three or one and four. Because this team is one, two, and one. So, I mean, I don't know. I You know the Cowboys. You just got to watch and see. So I guess we'll just watch and see what they do. But uh Tyrone Smith is said to be out for the rest of the season with a neck injury. Don't know when this happened, but I just saw that earlier today, probably about 1 or 2 o'clock, and he's got to undergo surgery, so he's going to miss the rest of this season. So that whole left side, woo-wee, they going to be hitting that side hard. So I don't know. Y'all, y'all Cowboys, y'all banged up, man. I be feeling bad for y'all. I be getting so many injury report updates for the Cowboys. I be like, whew, I'm going to pray for them. That's all I can do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm done ragging on y'all. So, I mean, good luck for y'all Sunday. Maybe y'all maybe y'all get the job done. against a team that y'all should get the job done. And maybe y'all can finally dispel this myth. So, um, stay tuned with me. We're going to take a quick little break. And then we're going to come back. And we're going to have the... Um, Top 10 Marvel movies. And I mean, hey, maybe one of y'all movies will make the top 10. We don't know. All right, stay tuned. All right, guys. Thank you for staying tuned. And now we're going to go ahead and cover my top 10 Marvel movies. Now, if you know me, you know I am a a superhero fanatic like i love spider-man batman batman's my favorite and uh, deadpool that's my favorite on the marvel side so you know if you know me you know i love my comics you know i love my superheroes all of that superhero movies i done seen practically all of them and i mean if i'm sitting here ain't nothing on tv nothing on netflix i can find i'm gonna put on a, i'm gonna put on a marvel movie I'm going to put on a superhero movie. That's just, if I'm scrolling down cable and there's a movie on, there's a superhero movie, best believe I'm about to click on it. So, like I said, if you know me, y'all know that's who I am. I just, I love them, everything about them. We got action, they got romance. Most of them be having comedy in it, too. So it's like all of those different ones mixed into one movie. And, and it's adventure. So, you know what I'm saying? That's four genres. Action, adventure, comedy, and romance. Bro, come on. How can you not get down on when it comes to Marvel and, and DC movies? But anyway, anyway, I'm getting off track. These are going to be my top 10. And the way that I'm ranking them is, okay, I loved, you know, the main character. I like the supporting cast, I, you know, which would be like the best friend or the sidekick. You know, I loved everything just clicked on some level to make it into this top 10. So um, with that being said, I'm kicking off with the number 10. It's going to be Ant-Man. Now, Ant-Man was just, I don't know, it was unlike a lot of the other Marvel movies, which I like. It was quirky. It was funny. It was goofy. It was just, 
completely different because, you know, a little bit before that, Marvel was more on the serious tip and they were trying to, oh, we got to get to this stone and that stone, we got to do this. And, well, they weren't calling them stones at the time. They didn't know what they was chasing, but a little prelude. But um, yeah, they all had a mission that they were so focused on. But when Ant-Man came in, it was like, I'm just the ex-con, bro. Like, what? And next you know, he's in the suit. And then after that, he's learning how to fight and learn how to time the suit to shrink and to grow and, you know, throwing these discs, that, you know, just training. And he was an ex-con. He came up from that. And it's just crazy to me. So, you know, and I mean, I'm a family man. I like, I love family and stuff. So like the fact that he was doing this so he could stay in his daughter's life, that was pretty cool. So that was a little, the little dramatic part right there. Then it had action. The action scenes were just hilarious to me. Throwing this little Thomas the Train plastic mind you it's a plastic toy train and he throws it while they're miniature and the other guy though like he was playing the wasp and he not the wasp i'm sorry but the um what was it the yellow jacket he was playing the yellow jacket and he shoots this little plastic thomas the train and it explodes like come on man like, <laughs> it was just, it was hilarious so that would be you know my number 10 in the top 10 uh, moving on to number nine is Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. The You know, the one with Doc Ock. That's the one where he finally kind of spoke up for himself, you know, puts hair on his chest. And he talks to MJ. He starts talking to her and wanting to date her and everything like that. And then he thinks he's getting under um, Dr. Octavius's wing so he can be his protege and all this stuff. And life was just looking up. And, and then it started looking down. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, the premise of this one was he was starting to lose his powers. They were come and go, if I remember that correctly. Because uh, the third one, that's when he got mixed up with the symbiote. So, But the second one, it was just, it was funny to me that I was like, okay, so you have your powers and you don't. Do you want them? Do you not want them? Because he was making it seem like he wanted them, but then... He was using, I mean, I guess that's what you would do with superpowers, use them when you need to. But he was just like, ah, I don't want to use this today. I guess I don't want it. And I'm like, bruh, come on. All right, I don't know. I guess I'm just different. If I'm going to be a superhero, I'm going to be a superhero, bro. I'm going to do it. I ain't going to be no half-ass. Sorry for the language. But uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to number eight. That'll be, for me, Iron Man 3. Now, I know y'all saying out there, like, Iron Man 3, what? They made your top 10? Like, it wasn't even the correct villain. I know, I know. But it was just funny the way that they portrayed him out to be. In, uh, if y'all don't know, I'm talking about the, uh, the Madara with all the rings and everything. So it was just funny to me that they just made it so comedic. And I was like, wait, what? So then it threw you completely off track because that's who you're chasing. That's who you think the bad guy is. And next thing you know is Aldrich Killian, this little nerdy dude that he met like 20-something years ago. And it's like it's like a full circle story. And I was like, dang, wait a minute. Because I like, I like full circle stories. I like stuff where you start at point A and without even knowing it, you wind up going through all the way through A to Z and you're back at A. You're like, oh, dang, you know, full circle. So... That's what that movie did for me, and so I don't know. I, it's in my top ten. I don't. I don't. Y'all may not like it, but the part when he was um, in the middle of nowhere, I think it was in Minnesota, and he all he had was a little like twelve year old kid. Uh, and if y'all didn't know, that was the kid that was at the end of Endgame at Tony's funeral. So 
just so you know. It was a kid. He was standing by himself, if you go back and look. But, um, yeah, those scenes were hilarious. He was like, we're connected. You know how I know? Because I can feel it. He just pulls off. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. It was just it was just too funny. And so, yeah, that makes it into my top ten. Now, number seven would be Deadpool 2. Now, Deadpool was it was great. It was a great introduction because they actually did it right the way that the comics meant it to be. So I was like, okay, bet that's cool. But then moving into Deadpool two, we start to get more characters from like the X the X Force, and I was like, all right, this is gonna be dope. And so I was really intrigued by the preview and everything. But then when I watched the movie, it wasn't a but, but I still, I mean, I love the movie for what it was, either way it go, because you know, like I said, it had the comedy. He's, you know, throwing all these one-liners out while he's killing dudes. Like, it's like, what? You have the wherewithal to be like, oh, I'm going to crack a joke while I stab you in the neck. All right, that's cool. So that just was funny to me on that part. And then another part was, um, you know, it had the romance. Him, him and Vanessa, she was finally going to be like, okay, let's go ahead and start having babies and stuff like that. And then you had the fatal tragedy, which she gets killed. And even throughout his like his montage of oh I'm sad, he still had a whole bunch of comedic moments in there. So it's like I don't know if I ever see Deadpool two on, I'm I'm stopping. I'm watching it because Joseph Brolin as Cable, man. And then that jab he took at him, he was like, oh, you're kind of angry, Thanos. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, that's that's my number seven. So like I said, if that's on, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Now, my number six, it used to be a little bit closer towards the top five, but then some things happened. So, but my number five, I mean, I'm sorry, my number six would be Captain America Winter Soldier. And that's the one where he finds out that Bucky really isn't dead. And he's actually been this badass assassin who's just killing people, you know, who they just going to make a difference in the world. He was basically a bad guy, you know, but he was brainwashed and all that. So just seeing him again and then that rekindled a whole other story for like, okay, we got to save him. And then that's when we introduced to Anthony Mack. He's like, man, wherever you go, I go. And that's when we got the Falcon. And I mean, people be sleeping on the Falcon, but Anthony Mackie is the Falcon. He he pretty dope to me, especially in um, Endgames when he was flying and he used his wings as daggers, bro. Like, how can you not be like, okay, that was dope. Like, I don't know. People be sleeping on him. So I don't know. That's my dude. And then, you know, you had uh, Natasha rolling with him because, you know, uh, Samuel, who played Nick Fury, had just got killed. So he's trying to figure out what's going on. So them two were already rolling deep. Then they got Sam involved. And I was like, all right. So now we get getting more characters. Cool, cool. And when I saw this movie in theaters and people was like, yeah, Nick Fury dies. I was like, bro. Stay love. Don't don't tell me that. So the whole time I'm going in the movie is thinking, oh man, he gonna die towards the end. Oh my goodness. We get the first 20, 30 minutes in and he getting shot. I'm like, all right, bro, for real. So it's a revenge story, is this what we're doing? But I don't know. It was still a great movie overall. That's another movie if I see it on. Uh, sometimes I just may randomly go watch it because hey, that was like I said, it was choreographed fantastic. Like all the fight scenes were the hand to hands, all that was just on point like i could not find like a couple i found some flaws yeah that's why it's number six and not like number five but overall it was a pretty decent movie like if i had to give it at 100 i'd probably give it like a uh, 89 strong 89 so i mean i don't know that's just my top six 
take a quick break real quick. Let me get something to drink because your man's a little parched. And uh, I'm going to be right back with my top five Marvel movies. All right. So top five, top five. We are now in the top five of my top 10 Marvel movies of all time. So number five, I'm going to have to give that to, drum roll please. I wish I had a little drum machine. But anyway. I'm about to give that to Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, with Spider-Man, we've seen so many variations of it over time. We've seen the animated series. We've seen, you know, Spider-Man Unlimited. We've seen, you know, we just recently seen, you know, Miles Morales, uh, even though, I mean, I would have read about him a long time ago. Um, and we've seen so many adaptations of Spider-Man over the years, you know, the one with Tobey Maguire, which made the top 10. Uh, made it at number nine, and then we saw the one with uh, what's his name, Andrew Garfield, when he did it with Sony. And to me, the first Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, I didn't like him that much. I'm sorry, I know y'all probably gonna hate me for that. I know y'all was like, Oh, he was the first live action Spider Man. Nah, man, he was he just wasn't there for me. He was too old. How you can't convince me that this 30 year old man who's an actor is 18 and he's in high school? No, I'm sorry, you just you can't, you can't, no, I'm not that foolish, not at all. So that was my my little problem with that. It was like, okay, he's way too old. And nah, they don't, it just don't line up for me. I'm already disinterested. And so when Sony picked it up and did the reboot and they got um, Andrew Garfield, I was like, okay, all right. So I can kind of believe he's in his late 20s. So maybe he's 17, 18, if they do it right. But then dudes out there skateboarding and, you know, just chilling like he was one of the cool kids. I was like, man, Peter Parker wasn't no cool kid, man. He was a little nerd who did his science and all his projects and he was doing experiments. And, you know what I'm saying? He was, man, he was, no, no, I, I can't accept this. He was just, that's, that's not, no, it's not right. And so fast forward when they rebooted again with the Marvel you know, cinematic universe, and they did Spider-Man Homecoming, they did it justice. Tom Holland, to me, is the perfect Spider-Man. He's the perfect age. He's the perfect actor. He has the perfect face for that role. You know what I'm saying? You you can tell when somebody looks older and they got some age on them, if you look at their face. And Tobey Maguire has some age on him. And you again, you just can't fool me. But when you look at Tom Holland, he can pass as a kid. Even though he's like, I think he's 22, 23. But you can, he can still pass as a high schooler. So it made sense. And then they casted him right where he was, you know, living in Manhattan. Right? Yes. And he was living with his Aunt May, you know, how, how the story should be. And instead of the webbing being inside of his body, he actually made his web shooters in his web. I was okay, bet they got that right. Thank God. Because it, I don't know why the first Spider-Man was like, huh, let's just put spider pads on his wrist and he's gonna shoot webs out of it. I don't what was that? Why? That made no Okay, I'm sorry. I'm ranting now. Okay. So Spider-Man Homecoming was the perfect balance of all of those the peter story you know then then him not falling in love with mary jane because that's not who we fell in love with you know so i mean they kind of 
still get it on the second one. That's why it's not in the top tier. But yeah, moving on. So Spider-Man is gonna be Spider-Man Homecoming is number five. And then for my number four, now this is a two-parter because it only works in two parts. That's why it's not lower on the list for me. And it's gonna be Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. I'm not saying like one or the other, I'm saying both. So five hours of movie. Five and a half, five and a half hours of movie. No break. You have to watch it as a collective. It, it just doesn't work if not. I don't want to see, you know, everybody knows, like, okay, the good guys always win. Yay, hooray. But at the end of Infinity War, when he snaps his fingers and he wins, and you want me to walk out of the theater and wait months and months? or I, No, I think it actually was like a year or something like that. We didn't have any Marvel movies except for, I think, Ant-Man and Wasp. And I th- did we get Doctor Strange? I want to say we got Doctor Strange and then we got Captain Marvel, which is, hey, shout out Nick, Nicholas Hilburn, favorite Marvel movie. He told me the other day is Captain Marvel. I mean, I don't know. Y'all go talk to him about that. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, they have to be concurrent because I'm like, okay, I need to see them lose, get back on their feet and then win. So like I said the only way to me that this works as my number four is if you put those two movies together. So yeah, shout out because that was that was great because you you put together so many people. It was so many movies and so many storylines. I was I was kind of nerding out. Just like I know all the fanboys nerd out in end games when he said Avengers Assemble. Yeah, I, man, I was in the theater. They erupted. I'm not even gonna lie. But um, yeah, moving down to number three. Okay, so my number three is going to have to be Thor Ragnarok. Now, let me tell you why. Thor Ragnarok was probably one of the funniest movies, even funnier than Ant-Man, throughout the whole MC universe. Like, no lie. (laughs) Hands down, the funniest Marvel movie I've ever seen. Like... I guess it's so funny because he's trying to, he's being serious, but he doesn't understand that, okay, there's a life outside of Asgard. Like everybody on this planet is like, there's no life outside of Earth. That's a discussion for another time. But now he's all mesmerized by like, dang, I didn't even know about this little planet. I mean, I knew it was other, other, you know, realms and stuff, but where this little pocket come from? And now he's stuck at this, the junk land. And I'm like, okay. So just him being thoroughly confused the whole time and not understanding, like, okay, things change, you know, everything ain't always sunshine and roses, what you can see. And so, yeah, then he finds Hulk, who is, he stuck his Hulk, he just, Hulk then took over Bruce Banner's mind and his body, and he's like, okay, I'm just chilling, I'm gonna be the Hulk. You've been Banner for so many years, it's my turn. <laughs> I was like, dang, he was a bully, he just straight bullied that man out of his own body. But, I mean, I, I guess that's how he'll get down. Um, yeah, but overall, that's one of the movies I could just watch over and over again. And, like, that opening scene, you know, ah, that, man, it was so theatrical. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this now. So, yeah, Thor Ragnarok is one of the movies that I'll just sit there and I'll watch it over and over and over and over again. And I'll still laugh at the same dumb jokes every time. He's like, angry girl. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Hearing the Hulk talk, that kind of messed me up for a minute. But uh, moving down to number two. All right, number two is going to be 
Black Panther. Chad, shout out Chadwick Boseman. I mean, great, great actor. He will be missed. I mean, I know he mentored a lot of a lot of people, a lot of kids. He did a lot for a lot of upcoming actors and actresses. Like I was hearing him, I forgot what movie it was. It was like a it was like a low, it wasn't low budget, but it was one of those ones that didn't go really big theatrical. And he helped her get like match the production value or something like that so they can make the movie that she wanted to make. I was like, man, he was just a great human being overall. So yeah, he will be missed. And he he killed his role as as T'Challa. Man, I, I mean, I guess it really spoke to my soul. I was like, man, we on the screen. Like most of us on this screen is looking like me. So I don't know. I know it's great for representation. That's why I was like, we gotta get make sure our kids and everything. I don't have kids, but make sure kids see, you know, somebody who looks like them doing something great. So yeah, that movie overall was just great. The message was fantastic. He's like, man, I just wanted to come home. And y'all just, you know, y'all didn't even come check on me. You kill my pops and y'all just dip. Like, well, what's up with that? So I'm trying to see what y'all about, you know, with Killmonger. And so the child is just like, what? Who are you? What happened? What's, what's going on? Just thoroughly confused the whole movie. But um, and then that action fight scene at the end, man. Oh no, it's just something about what kind of fight scenes. Cause same thing for uh Infinity War, man. That fight scene over at um when they was in Wakanda, undefeated. That was dope to have so many bodies on screen. I mean, I know they use CGI and all that stuff, but to do it that clean and crisp, oh my goodness, just overall Wakanda fights just be on point. And so um, moving on to my number one. Now my number one is going to be. Captain America Civil War. Now, this movie had the, the best backstory, and it was one of those, wait, you did what? Ah, oh, nah, man, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you didn't know it to, until towards the end of the movie, so I'm like, all right, cool. All right, you know, it's time to chords and everything like that. Oh, snap, there go Black Panther. That's when we was first introduced to Black Panther. Uh, and that was... That was a great movie. Just thinking back on all those, though that chase sequence with Chadwick Boseman and Chris Evans as um, Captain America, and I, I can't remember the other guy's name who played Bucky right now, but just all them running down that freeway and just knowing that they were just harnessed up, so them legs they really had to be moving them legs <laughs> to keep up with that camera. So I was like, man, shout out to them, man, actors. Like I said, this this was I think this is one of the only Marvel movies that didn't have no like little backstory romance or I like you and you may like me. It was just strictly business on this one. <laughs> I guess you kept the bromance between Captain America and, and Bucky Boys, <laughs> if you want to count that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But um yeah, overall this is will be my number one because that's when we first got introduced to you know, meddling all these characters and be like, okay, we're actual people where I believe this, but you believe that. We're not all just like, oh, you want to do this? Cool, let's do it. All right, guy, let's go over here. No, it's, it's like, we should go over here. Nah, bro, that ain't the move. All right, so now we're disputing. And it's not like, okay, we're going to send the team. It's like, no, we just don't need to go. So now they just flat out arguing and fighting. And it's like, that's the premise of the movie. It's like, I want to do this, but I want to do that. It's like, all right, who's going to win? And then at the end, we see the backstory that I was saying earlier that Bucky, when he was under, he was running with, uh, with, uh, 
Wow, I can't think of the name right now. Hydra, Heldra, Hydra, Hydra, Hydra. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, when he was running a Hydra and he was brainwashed and he, man, he was just doming people as the Winter Soldier. And come to find out, he the one who took out Tony's parents. And Tony found that out. Man, that last fight scene at the little, the interest of the damn way or whatever that was. Man, I'll never forget that. That was the dopest fight scene. They jumped my man Iron Man. That's my boy over on the Marvel side. They jumped my man. And he, man, but that fight scene, though, if you get a chance, just, just YouTube it right now. Just pick up your phone or, I don't know, if you're on your computer, go to your computer. Just look at the fight scene, even if you don't listen to my voice. But anyway, that would be my number one. So those are my top ten. Again, my top ten. Now. If you don't like my top 10, I, I want you to do something for me. Now, you're going to take a piece of paper, and then you're going to take a pen. Get a black pen. Not a blue one, not a red one, not a pencil, but a black pen. Then you're going to get a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, you're going to write 1 through 10. And after you write 1 through 10, you're going to go down that list. And you're going to write down your top 10 Marvel movies. And then you're going to hold it up. You're going to look at it. You're going to admire it. You're going to astonish and be Dazzled, dazzled by its beauty, and you're gonna turn that thing sideways. Let's shine it real nice. And then I want you to go ahead and upload them to our social media accounts. That's uh, Instagram is gonna be kick out at three, the number three, and then it's gonna be on Twitter kick underscore three, and then Facebook is gonna be kick out at three. It's gonna be all spaced out. Tell me what your top ten is if you don't like mine. Let me see what you got. So um, yeah, stick with me. I'm almost done out of y'all's ear because I know y'all probably like, oh my God, these guys are just dragging on. But um, we're going to go over some new R&B that dropped and then I'm going to give y'all my little mental checks and then we're going to be out this thing. All right, stick with me. to the R&B section. So ladies, grab your pen, grab your wine, and open up that playlist. You know what I'm talking about. The one that's got those eggplants, maybe a peach, a splash, maybe even a little smarking devil so we can add some new R&B from your boy Trey Songs. All right, so I'm done playing now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I had a flashback because I was listening to um, Smooth R&B 105.7 earlier. It was like Smooth 105.7, The Quiet Storm. It's like, whoa, all right, here we go. So, <laughs> but no, I guess I'm done playing. But Trey Songz did drop some new music, dropped a new R&B album. That I feel like that was really what was lacking, especially in our community, where it's like, we got a lot of hip-hop. We got a lot of trap. We got a splash of conscious rap lately. Um, and we got some underground stuff going, yeah, but it really feels like the R&B side was slacking. Like, I hadn't heard any good R&B in a minute. It was all been throwbacks. So I'm like, okay, well, well, where the new stuff at? You know, so... I was kind of excited when I got on Apple Music this morning. I was looking for new music to see what was out. 
so I can, you know, listen to it, see what I thought, and tell y'all what I thought, and see if y'all want to listen to what I listen to, get like me. Not just playing. Okay, I'm joking too much. Okay, so I'm um, trying to be professional. Um, yeah. So when Trey Songz dropped this new album, I was like, all right, cool, cool, I'm gonna listen to it. So I listened to it, and it's a pretty good album. Like it's really good. I mean, front to back, cover to cover. Yeah, there's gonna be some tracks you skip. Yeah, there might be some stuff that just don't fit for you. There may be some where it's like, oh, he rap, he's singing a little bit too fast for me, and you know, whatever the nuances may be. But from this album, I took like five songs, and I think there's thirteen total. Now, I'm not saying the other eight are just trash or anything. It's just they just weren't my takeaways where I could just click on it, and be like, oh, yeah, okay, go listen to this or whatever that may be. So these these five are the ones I got. Uh, it was GLA, and it was funny because I was like, dang, what does it stand for? I was waiting for him to give me the acronym. Okay, come on, tell me, tell me. So I missed some of the song, waiting to hear what GLA was, and come to find out it's Ghetto Love Affair. And I was like, well, um, okay. It was, I don't know, like I said, it was it was a good song to me. So I did, like I said, I missed a good chunk of it at the beginning. So what I did was I listened to it like two more times so I can make sure I picked up on everything. But okay, all right, now I can actually say I like this song because a lot of people will listen to a song one time like, nope, I hate it, it's terrible, hate that song. It's like, bro, you gotta listen, you know? Uh, so then my next one was Tug of War. It was kind of a play on GLA, but at the same time, it was something that was more tangible, more consistent. And then the next one was On Call. With a feature by Todd Dolla Sign. Now, somebody please help me. I don't know if this, if I'm just tripping or what, but I swear, if Todd Dolla Sign is on a track with you, like, is he featured? He gonna go hard. It's gonna be good. But if you pick up a Todd Dolla Sign album, oh, oh my God, you in for a different story. It is two completely different worlds. I cannot listen to a whole Ty Dolla Sign album. Now y'all can fight me on this. I don't care. I don't care. I just, I can't. I'm sorry. I tried multiple times. And if I take one song out of your whole album, that's a flop to me. Even if I just take one. So for me to not have taken any, no. So, um, I don't know. We'll figure that out someday. But my other one was Nobody's Watching. I guess it was like a song they were talking about, yeah, nobody's watching. It's just me and you going to dance on this floor. You know, it's like, oh, okay. A little personal right here. Because towards the end, he starts, it starts like, I'm sorry for my language, but it starts off as like a hoish phase. Like, oh, I'm doing this. I want to do this. I want to do this to you. And then it starts to be like, but I love you. But I want to be with you. It's like, it tells a story throughout the whole album if you really listen to it from start to finish. It sounds crazy, but just do it. And it, it really tells a story from somebody he used to be. He found somebody and then he wanted to really stay serious with them and then go throughout, you know, and be together. And so um, my other track was 2020 Riots. And on that one, you know, he speaks about a little bit of what's been going on quarantine, you know, you know, all the black lives that has been, you know, just unjustly taken away from us way too early. He talks about all of those things. He talks about voting. And so I was like, okay, it kind of ties it up, but that's not the last track he leaves you on. He leaves you on something else. I didn't, I, I kind of, I, I didn't get with that last track. So yeah. Um, 
but yeah, to me, this album was actually it was decent. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't fantastic like Twenty One and Metro Boom and Savage Mode Two. Like I can still bump that thing just about front to front, except skipping maybe two songs. So hey, um, yeah, overall. But that's two different genres. But for his genre of uh, R and B, I think he really killed it. I mean, I really made. I think he made people remember like, hey, I'm still around. R and B is still alive. So maybe we can get some more R and B artists to you know, come up and, I don't know, do something. And speaking of coming up and do something, make sure y'all go out and vote. I know we talk about this all the time. I know we joke around, but, you know, you got to get out there and vote. I was listening to Breakfast Club earlier, and it's like, okay, you're voting for the president, but you have this many city seats. You have this many legislature seats. You have this many house seats. And, you know, what people don't understand is they're like, oh, the president can't do anything. Yeah, because their hands are tied by these other seats. So if you got two Democrats versus one Republican, eh, two versus one, they're going to win. Or it's vice versa, Republican, two Republicans, one Democrat. So, you know, there's more to vote for than just the president. So, I mean, I'm still urging everybody to get out and make sure y'all go vote. Early voting for Texas starts October 13th all the way to October 30th. Now, I'm going to try to find my polling place out here because I moved and everything. I'm going to try to find my polling place. I'm going to try to make sure I get out and vote. I'm going to be masked up in and out, you know, make sure I'm trying to take care of myself. If I don't feel comfortable doing that, you can do mail by voting. You can, you know, get your ballot and you can mail in your vote rather than taking a risk and going out to the polls. And then, uh, you know, election day is going to be November 3rd. So November 3rd is election day. Early voting starts October 13th. That's next week. I think Tuesday, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's make sure we do this. We got to make sure we are the change that we want to see. And we got to make sure that we are enacting that change. Otherwise, what was, what was everything? What was all this worth? You know what I'm saying? So, Let's make sure we get on that and make sure y'all guys get out to vote. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up here in just a second with middle check. Just give me two seconds. I'll be right back with you. All right, guys, welcome back. This is going to be my last segment. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, put a nice little bow on it. And uh, we're going to close out with mental check. So, um, if y'all listen to any of my other ones like that I've done by myself, y'all know I try to do like these little mental checks, little serious notes, especially towards the end. So you can remember that I guess it's just like some words of affirmation or some encouraging words and phrases and quotes. Um, I kind of stole this from The Breakfast Club because, like I said, I listen to it a lot. So Charlamagne, the guy usually does like his I think it's called uh, Positive Thoughts at the end and it's always like this empowering quote especially because you know he was dealing with a lot of mental illness and i know people out there are dealing with it so i do take a lot from him so i can try to rebroadcast it to y'all because you know your mental is everything you know so my first mental check would be uh remember you are not invisible there are 7.8 billion people in this world and each serves their purpose so don't let that no, don't let people make you feel that you're small or useless. So uh, I got this just by walking through the hospital. This was like a personal experience. And I don't know, the way I was raised, the way I, don't, I guess it's just a Southern thing because some people don't do it. I trip out if I don't. If I pass somebody, if I see someone, I give them a head nod, I give them a wave, I say hello. I acknowledge their presence. I acknowledge their being because they are humans and they are 
you know, they're maybe going through a struggle just like I may be going through something. So I try to acknowledge people to make sure they're seen. And I did this a couple of times when I was at work and I was like, hey, how you doing? Or good morning. And they just kind of like snuffed me. Like they looked up, saw who it was. Like, I don't know who you are. And they didn't even speak. And it kind of it kind of shook me because I'm like, man, how can people just not have the same presence of mind that I have to be like, let me acknowledge this human being that is right before me. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to kind of like gather myself and be like, you know what, man, you, you, you a person, you're here. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to acknowledge you. They're not going to acknowledge you. They may feel like they're holier than thou. They may feel like they're kind of stuck up or whatever it may be. But let them think what they think. But you are a person and you are here. You were real. You're not invisible. So for all y'all out there, remember, y'all are not invisible. You know, somebody's going to see you and somebody's going to acknowledge you. Just be you, man. So um, my second little middle check would be uh, listen and don't ignore signs and don't dance in the red flags. So. I know a lot of people, they like to give people the benefit of the doubt. They like to give second, third, fourth chances. And you like to see, oh, well, they just do this every once in a while. And it's just like this just because, you know, I heard a quote where it was like, you are only as much as someone allows you to do to them, like do to you. So, like, if you allow people to just treat you like, sorry for my language again, treat you like shit, then they're going to think of you as shit, you know, so that goes back to you ignoring red flags and ignoring signs that someone is doing wrong by you, or, you know, maybe that's your job. Maybe that's your friend that you've been knowing for 20 years, but you know, or 10 years and you thinking, Oh, that's just our relationship. But it's like, it's your relationship because you allow it to be that way. You know, I've had people who dealt with things because they're like, Oh, well, that's my friend. I'm like, I don't care. Your friend shouldn't be talking to you like that. You know what I'm saying? If they have more respect for you, they will talk to you with respect. So that leads me to another quote I had where it was like, uh, it says, solid character will reflect itself in constant behavior, while poor character will seek to hide behind deceptive words and actions. Now, what that means is basically like if you got a solid character, if you're consistent, if you're that person through and through, you're kind, you're, you know, forgiving, you're loving and all those things, it's going to show because you're going to do that for other people. But when you have poor character and you don't like people or you not that you don't like people, but you like holding a grudge towards somebody, you treat somebody wrong, something like that, you're going to hide behind deceptive words and actions. So you're going to insult people. You're going to curse people out. You're going to be mean to them for no particular reason. You're going to do things that's going to hurt them or their property or anything like that, because that's the kind of person you are. You have poor character. So I mean, I hope that all y'all are striving out there to have that solid character and not that poor one because it's too many poor characters out there right now. And we can see that, you know, everywhere you turn. So those are my two little mental checks. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to all of us just ramble on. <laughs> uh, it really does mean a lot to us because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can easily get discouraged where he's like, ah, I don't think anybody's listening. But just getting that feedback from everybody, just, you know, making it to where we made it just this far. And, then, you know, getting on Apple Podcasts, man, it's, it's just crazy. So, again, we thank all you guys for all the overwhelming support. We thank you guys for the feedback, whether it was, you know, good, whether it was bad. You know, everything helps. 
And so um, we just want to make sure you guys continue to follow us on our social medias. It's going to be on Instagram, kick out at the number three. Twitter, it's going to be kick underscore three. And then Facebook, you can find us on kick out at three. That's all going to be spaced out. Now, um, make sure you guys continue to spread the word about this podcast. It, it'll do us wonders. We we love to continue to come to you guys and continue to do this. So um, make sure you guys rate us, subscribe, give us them five stars. You know, it helps. It helps us out a lot. And then when you subscribe, you can always get like the latest content. So as soon as we drop something, boom, it's going to download right to your phone and you can hear it. You can hear your boys whenever you're ready to hear, you know. So, um, yeah, be sure to do that. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, you know, on Anchor, you know, all those those different podcast sites. So, you know, keep up with your boys. We're going to keep dropping content. As long as y'all listening, we talking. All right, y'all. Peace out. It's Mike.